Well, hi, everybody. Um, today's guest is Madeline Trommel, and I will let you, Madeline, introduce yourself. And we are so happy that you could be with us today. <laughs> Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, this has been a fun little break from my week. Um, yes, like you said, my name is Madeline Trommel, although soon to be Madeline Crooks. Um, yeah. I'm originally from Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, but I've actually been in Ohio for the past seven years. Um, I went to undergrad at Miami University in Oxford, and then I graduated back in 2018 with a degree in nutrition and dietetics and a minor in Spanish, actually. Um, so then after graduation, I went on to complete a two-year combined dietetic internship and master's program at Ohio University, uh, where I spent one year in Columbus and then one year in Athens, completing my rotations and my master's project. Um, I then graduated during COVID last May, and then this summer I took my RD exam. Um, I passed that, and now I work as a registered dietitian with the Special Supplemental Nutrition Program for women, infants, and children, um, which is otherwise known as WIC. Um, and so I'm living in Columbus, Ohio, and working in Ross County in Chillicothe, Ohio. Oh, I didn't know that. So you're working in Chillicothe, Ohio. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Now tell me again what WIC stands for. And I heard you say Special Supplemental Program. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's the Special Supplemental Nutrition Program for women, okay. infants, and children. Um, but everyone just refers to it as WIC. Okay, yes, we know about WIC. Is that a federally funded program or is that county funded? So it is federally funded. And um, so it's all funded by grant money. And um, actually, recently we just received more funding from the federal government. Uh, due to the COVID uh, relief bill, actually. And so that's causing some changes in our food packages that we provide to our participants. Um, we're now able to provide more uh, because of that, the passing of that bill. So yeah, the federal government actually plays a huge role uh, in our program. Oh, gosh. Okay, well, if we have time, I would love to talk about what your food packaging and, and all of that looks like. But we would like to delve in and hear about you and know what a WIC position looks like. Um, just to see what your journey is like, because it sounds like you have a lot of responsibility, especially, you know, working with these small infants and uh, mothers. Yeah. So, I'm, yes, um, well, I'm going to turn it over to Julia Ambrosi. She's a student here at Ohio University, and she's going to ask you some questions first. Okay. Hi, Madeline. My name is Julia. Like um, Professor Boyer said, I am a soon-to-be senior, junior person here at OU. And kind of just curious, you mentioned a little bit about WIC working in Chillicothe. What do you think are, for example, three of the day-to-day -day activities you participate in that happen every single day? Yeah, so um, funny enough, every single day is very similar. Uh, we do the same things, uh, but our clients are just a little bit different every day. Um, and so uh, kind of what a typical day looks like here is um, we do uh, nutrition educations every single day. Um, and so how that works is um, 
we have scheduled appointments. Occasionally, we are able to do some walk-ins as well. Um, But typically, I see around 8 to 10 uh, participants every single day. Um, And what we do is um, they get checked in with a couple of our clerks at the front office just to make sure that they still qualify for WIC. Um, Because WIC is a program that um, you must qualify on an income standard. Um, You must make a certain income um, or less to be qualified for WIC. Um, The other component is my job, my role, which is a nutrition risk. And so then they get passed along to me and I assess them for their nutrition risk. And um, the bottom line is anybody who is qualified on an income level for WIC, we're going to be able to find a nutrition risk. Um, we, we pretty typically don't turn anybody away, um, even if it's something as simple as just needing diet guidance. Um, so that is um, one of the big things that we do every day. Um, in non-COVID times, we would assess their height and their weight. And so we actually have a room where they hop on the scale. Um, if it's a child, two years or, or younger, we have a uh, recumbent scale, so one where they would lay down. Um, and then we also check their iron. So we actually prick their finger um, and use a hemo device to check their iron levels. Um, and then the third thing that we do every day, um, which happens at the end of the appointment, is we load their WIC nutrition card, um, which essentially looks like a debit card. They have a four-digit PIN number that goes with it. And that is where they receive their benefits. Um, so all of their foods get loaded on that card. Um, so those are kind of the three components, checking those heights and weights and um, lab values, um, assessing their nutrition status, and then providing them with their food benefit. Absolutely. Those are three very, very important aspects to your job, it sounds. And so speaking in that, you mentioned seeing patients eight to 10 at least per day. Would you say within that you have very strong people-to-people conversations per day? Yes, absolutely. Um, That's actually probably one of my favorite parts about my job is um, the rapport that we have with our clients. Um, So a lot of our clients have been here since they were babies. Um, so maybe they were on WIC with their mom. And then we've seen family members throughout their entire life. And now maybe they have their own child. Um, and so there's a lot of rapport that gets built up um, in the WIC community. Um, we also see our clients once every three months. And so if you have a mom who comes on as pregnant, um, WIC eligibility for children is until they're five years old. And so when she has that baby, uh, the baby's an infant, and we'll continue to see them every three months um, until that child turns five, as long as their income remains at a level that would consider them to be eligible. Um, Now, every six months, we have our deep conversations where um, they tell us, you know, everything, sometimes a little bit too much, (laughs) stuff we may not want to know or need to know. Um, But... Uh, every three months, we kind of touch base where they might just come for a card load and have the opportunity to ask us any questions that they might have. Um, so yeah, I would say most of our conversations are are very meaningful. Um, I definitely am <laughs> doing a lot more social work than I ever expected. Um, doing a lot of counseling, both nutritionally and just being an open ear for someone because um, yes, we, we do talk quite a bit. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's great that you definitely recognize the dual roles that come with your job. 
So along with your work schedule and all, would you say that you have a flexible schedule or structured schedule? My schedule is very structured. Um, So my employer is actually um, the health department. I work within the health department here um, in Ross County, um, Ross County Health District. And um, since I work for the government, um, we work um, every day. We don't have any random days off, but we do get all holidays off. And so if the post office is closed, we we are also closed. So that's nice that we have holidays off. Um, but it is a pretty strict um, 8 to 4.30 job every single day. Um, the only exception is actually a cool thing that we do for our clients. Uh, on Tuesdays, we have a late night. And so we're open until 6.30 on Tuesdays. Um, and that is to allow moms um, or dads, you know, any caregivers, the opportunity to come in later um, if they need to have an appointment or if they need to load their card. Um, Because the fact is, is many of our participants um, are working and working multiple jobs. And so sometime during the normal work hours may not be, um, may not be convenient for them. Um, And so once every three weeks, me and the other dietitian um, and the other diet tech rotate on that schedule. So I might come in at 10 o'clock and work until 6.30 instead of coming in at 8 to 4.30. So, but besides that, it's clockwork, (laughs) same schedule every day. Definitely. And so mentioning that you spend a lot of the majority of your day working with others and having those meaningful conversations, you mentioned a little bit about putting their information onto their debit card for the WIC program. Mm -hmm. What does your charting and, you know, paperwork after the fact look like? Yeah. So, um, that is a big part of it. Um, we, I probably spend just as much time charting, um, as I do speaking to the individual. Um, luckily a lot of it can be done simultaneously. Um, so while I'm talking, I'm jotting down heights and weights and, um, you know, some food information, some dietary recalls, you know, they're telling me what they're eating and I'm writing it down as they speak. Um, But we are actually in a transition right now from all paper charting to electronic. Um, And so that means that we're doing both. So not only do I have um, paper charts that I fill out that has a nutrition care plan um, and then these health history information forms that contain every bit of information that's health relevant from environmental factors like um, uh, depression screening questions, abuse screening questions, um, to medical diagnoses and asking about medications, um, all the way through dietary information and how they eat. Um, and then our nutrition care plan is what we fill out also on paper, um, which is, uh, kind of our assessment. So it could be, um, you know, diet low in vegetables due to inability to, Uh, purchase vegetables or something like that. Um, Usually it's something low or something high that we notice. Um, High dairy, high juice, we hear that all the time, too much juice. Um, And then that's also where we write our nutrition goal. And so that goal is something that we get to revisit um, the next time they come in and see if they've made progress. Um, Then on the electronic side of things, that's where we're noting down all of our numbers and numerical information. Um, So heights and weights go in there, um, and it actually creates a growth chart for us. And so it automatically plots those points, and we're able to see, you know, is their weight high, low? um, How's their growth pattern look? And that's also where we put in our nutrition risk codes. Um, 
so that it's kept, you know, electronically and we can refer back to um, what their risk was previously. Um, so yes, it's, it's complicated right now, but um, a little bit of both, a lot of paperwork. Absolutely. And so talking about how that kind of looks for you with the paperwork and making sure that everyone's on the same page, do you interact on a typical day with the interdisciplinary team? Yeah. So um, just here in WIC, um, like I mentioned, we're in the health department, um, but we have our own little wing that contains me. I'm one of the dietitians. There's another girl who's a dietitian here too. Um, and then we have a diet tech who's also here. And the three of us are the health professionals. And so we do all the appointments. What I explained earlier is, is their job as well as mine. Um, and then we have two certified lactation consultants. And so they help with breastfeeding support, which is another big role that WIC has in the community. Um, and then my boss, our director, is a nurse. Um, and so she's also able to do appointments if need be. Um, and then we have two clerks who um, our phone is ringing constantly. <laughs> they always answer the phone. Um, we all pitch into that, but they're the first first line um, to reach. Um, and so they're able to check people in and schedule appointments and kind of, it's a, it's a big job. Um, but together we all work as a team. Um, but then within the health department, we also have a full nursing staff here. Um, and so during, we get a lot of COVID questions. And so we're able to just transfer our calls over to them. Um, we all got vaccinated right away because our nursing staff is here and they're doing vaccinations literally in our lobby. Um, so that was cool. Um, and then we also refer to an organization called Help Me Grow, um, which is made up of three social work um, social workers. And they actually do home visits with a lot of our participants. Um, and they can help provide them with things that we cannot, which would be um, some extra formula, maybe some diapers. Um, they also do education, too, to kind of teach a mom how to be a mom. Um, and so we work very closely with them, which is very, very helpful for us and for them. Absolutely. Thank you so much for speaking with me today. I'm going to go ahead and throw it back over to Angie. And best of luck being a WIC dietitian. It's great talking to you. How interesting, Madeline. Okay, we love the details. I really appreciate you sharing all the details. I think something that I want to go back to is you talking about the very personal interactions with your patients. So mm -hmm. maybe this job feels a little bit different than you thought it might initially. I'm kind of reading between the lines. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely emotionally taxing um, a lot more, more so than I thought it would be. Um, and that comes with its own challenges for sure. Yeah, working with humans, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. Right, we need to take care of the whole person. Right, right. And, and I guess if they're coming to you, they're lower income because they qualify for WIC. Yeah. So they might have some, some overarching issues mm -hmm. and, and problems. So Yeah, right. Well, and the community um, that I work in, uh, being Ross County, Ross County is par part of rural Appalachia, um, just like Athens. And um, so we see a lot of similar characteristics that you probably see in your community too. Um, and so some of our biggest issues are food insecurity, of course. Um, a lot of it due to food deserts. Um, there are many people who live a little more out on farmland, um, far away from grocery stores, um, with maybe a Dollar General in between them and like the next town over. Um, and the Dollar General does not provide WIC foods. Uh, and so we see a lot of difficulty with access, accessing foods, accessing healthy foods, um, fresh foods, 
uh, fruits and vegetables, um, good lean meat sources, low-fat dairy, all of those things um, are really hard for a lot of our participants to um, acquire. Uh, But we also see some other challenging characteristics as well. Um, Being in the community that I'm in, we do see a lot of um, drug abuse, a lot of history with drug abuse. Um, And unfortunately, in my case, um, that does not only affect the user. Um, Many times it also affects the the child neonatally or uh, environmentally as they grow up. And so that's been a learning curve for me as well, learning about um, the effects of neonatal abstinence syndrome um, and how to identify that in babies um, and how to provide advice on uh, moving forward. Because the good side of things is many times the moms that we talk to um, do have a history of drug use. Um, we see a lot of moms in recovery or um, who have been clean for a couple of months or even a couple of years. Um, And so that's really empowering to be able to um, speak with them about the progress they've made and encourage them. We have have a really big role at um, being a source of encouragement and support. Um, But, you know, on the positive side of things, family values are really, really strong in this community. Um, A lot of families, multi-generational, multiple generations live together under one household. Um, And so that's pretty cool to see because that's very different than what I grew up around. Um, I mean, my grandparents lived states away and um, a lot of these families live, you know, down the block from each other or within the same house. Um, So that support, seeing that family support is pretty cool. That's nice. And then little baby gets to know their grandparents and great grandparents right there in the house. Yeah. Mm And then, so I think my last question is because you are in the public health department, um, for you as a dietitian, um, let's say, you know, when you first started this job, maybe you didn't, weren't familiar with drug abuse, but do they offer resources for you just to help you feel more prepared? Yeah, definitely. Um, so throughout my, <laughs> I've learned a lot throughout my rotations and everything. I spent a good amount of time in the hospitals um, doing clinical rotations. And I absolutely loved that too. I loved being in the ICU and doing tube feeds and all of that stuff was great. I really enjoyed doing that um, because I did feel helpful. But what that lacked was um, the ability to refer out as much as I do here. Here, I feel like I have a resource for everything. I have a resource for counseling services. I have a resource for new moms, you know, for drug abuse, for smoking cessation. Um, You know, even if a mom needs a car seat, I have a referral form for that. Um, Head starts and early head starts, I have their phone number and can directly call them and say, hey, I have a mom who has a three-year-old, you know, looking at head start or early head start, you know, do you think you have room on your caseload for her? Um, It's such a close-knit community and I feel like I have all of the resources at my fingertips because something that um, I learned in undergrad and through and in graduate school um, that they always talk about is sometimes Nutrition is a problem, but it's not the root cause of the problem. A lot of times something else is affecting their nutrition status, whether it be addiction, um, whether it be, you know, just feeling safe at home, um, 
whatever it may be, many times you got to address the bigger issue, the root cause first, before you can even attempt to change someone's nutrition status for the better. Um, And so here being in the health department, I do feel like I have the ability to um, reach out to those resources and actually, um, you know, connect my client with um, the resources they need. And then maybe, you know, at the next appointment, see how things are going. And now we can talk about, you know, switching over from whole milk to 1% or decreasing juice from five cups a day to maybe like two. Um, But first you got to, you got to address the bigger issue. Right. Very well said. Thank you. Very well said. Okay. Well, Madeline, what great information. We so enjoyed having you. And that was very enlightening. A good, good perspective on WIC and what you do. You know, it's like you are so close with the patients and and their families, and you've gotten to know a whole perspective about them. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely a rewarding job. It is tough, but um, I'm very happy to be here. Yes, great. Okay, well, thank you for joining us today, and we will talk to you soon. All righty. Okay. All right. Thanks.